Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what you were mentioning a moment ago uh, about the, the be- feeling intimidated and, and ganged up on. Uh, that is not a, a personality problem with you. That is a legitimate <laughs> perception, and it does happen. One of the things that was really interesting to me in the taxi class was how many men showed up this year. It was about a 75 to tw- maybe a 60-40 ratio mm. of men to mm. women in the class. And one of the important uh, key things that, that we talked about was what men have to do differently. Uh, and so somebody asked me a really pointed question, and uh, I was lucky enough to come up with an answer. They said, what is the number one skill that a woman has to have in the studio? And I thought through it for a couple of minutes and I said, you know what? It's to speak up. And if you're not heard to speak up again. And then I said, but the most important skill of men in the studio is to ask this question. What do you think? Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hello and welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. Back in July, I had my friend Fett Nashville on the podcast talking about his Empowering Women in Audio clinic from my audience about our conversation that was very pointed about women in the studio and some of the disadvantages that we perceive that we have and some of the advantages that we don't see that we have as women in the studio and just how women have really gained a lot of momentum in working in the studio, either as producers or engineers and also just as recording artists and then people that record our own music at home. I'm being serious when I say that some of the emails that I sent around our last conversation were the most opened emails that I had. So clearly this is a hot topic and something that I don't think is talked about a lot. And I'm so glad that Fett is willing to put himself out there and he, because he's really passionate about helping women get comfortable and find their place and as he says step into their power in the studio and so I brought him back also because he's got another one of his empowering women in audio clinics coming up and some people from my audience went to his other clinics and they absolutely loved them all I ever see is Fett is the best Fett is amazing you know all the comments that I see whenever I talk about him so um, I know that if you experiencing experience him in real life you'll know what they're talking about. So I want to encourage you, if you've ever thought about going to his Empowering Women in Audio Clinic, he's got one coming up in January, and he's got a really, really special deal for you guys, listeners to this show. If you go to empoweringwomeninaudio.com, then you can enter the special promo code BREEZY997, that's B-R-E-E-Z-Y-997, and you will get a whopping $500 off the price. So this is like a four-day clinic. It's a big deal. So that is is quite a discount for you guys. So uh, take a listen to what Fed has to say today, 
And if you think that this experience might be for you, then go over to empoweringwomeninaudio.com and use that breezy 997 code. So here we go, my conversation with Fett. He is fantastic. This is the second time I've had him on the show. I had him in July and he can just, he's just so like knowledgeable about studio work and engineering and production and, you know, dealing with recording artists in the studio, but he's also just really passionate about, about making sure that women um, feel confident in the studio, ha- feel like they have a place and they're not being marginalized in any way and that they have power. So I love that platform that he has. And so I brought him on the show today to talk to you guys about you know, how we can get some mad skills in the studio as women and kind of what our advantages are and some role models that we can learn from. Because I know that when I first started doing um, audio recording at home, like everybody I knew that was recording was male. Everybody, you know, where I looked around like studios that were locally or people that recorded in their home or anything that I could record with were all male. And I don't think that's the case now, but I think that, you know, it's taken some time for us to really break into this industry of recording. And a lot of us have really benefited from the technology we can, you know, use at home. So, um, Number one, I'd love to hear if you guys have any specific questions about working in the studio, any experiences that you had um, as a woman specifically in the studio. I know last time we did this, we had a lot of people commenting about, you know, bad experiences in the studio. And, you know, I hope that that's not the case for you guys. I hope that you have felt really empowered in the studio as a woman. Um, so throw your questions in there if they come up along the way, but I would just love to have that talk a little bit about, um, he just was at the taxi road rally and he did a presentation and I hope I get the title right. I think it was studio skills for women and for men who work with women, which I think is a great title. And so I'd love to have him talk a little bit about what he shared there and, you know, what the response was from the people that were at the Taxi Road Rally and, you know, why he's so passionate about helping women gain confidence and momentum in the studio. All right, take it away, Fett. I think we ought to be able to handle that, Bree. Good morning. Um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I've been going to the Taxi Road Rally for 14 years. and the last couple of years, I taught uh, my studio skills for women class there. And this year I did it a little differently. I started out by playing a montage of a bunch of popular hits, uh, a sampling of a whole bunch of popular hits over the last several decades. And there was stuff in there by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Alicia Keys and Johnny Cash and just everything you could imagine, all big you know, artists that we all know and everything else. And, and I asked the audience, uh, what do all these artists or these recordings have in common? And nobody really knew. And finally, somebody stuck their hand up and said, uh, maybe women had something to do with them. And I said, yeah, every single one of the recordings we listened to, which included tons of platinum records and everything else, were uh, engineered uh, and or produced by women. And this sort of hush fell over the crowd. And so I started asking if anyone knew who any of the women were behind in the recordings. And nobody knew anyone who was behind them. Uh, it's interesting being an audio engineer, there are women in the industry who've been around for decades who are household names, uh, people like Sylvia Massey, um, who has a recording unhinged or, or people like Trina Shoemaker. These are big, big people. Uh, some, some women producer engineers have gotten uh, notoriety as artists and songwriters and then gotten into the field. 
Um, but it's it's amazing how so few of them are household names outside the recording industry. And because the recording industry has been so dominated by men, uh, a lot of the women who either are moving into the recording field and producing other people or just recording and, and uh, producing their own stuff are completely unaware of this enormous pool of role models uh, for women who do studio stuff. And a lot of them have Internet sites. Uh, and have all sorts of um, uh, networking opportunities and things like that for women. And they really, really know their stuff. Uh, these these women stand out um, as, you know, uh, heroes among uh, recording engineers and producers, people like Emily Lazar, uh, who's a famous mastering engineer in New York City, owns the lodge. She's been doing this for a long, long time. So that's one half of the equation about uh, women getting into recording and production and what have you. Um, but the other half is the skills, of course. And there are lots and lots of different ways to get skills. But without role models and a context to kind of use those skills in, uh, you're kind of, you know, fighting an uphill battle. So that was really revealing to me. But the good news is uh, that the the numbers, the percentages of women who are involved in the recording arts or, you know, audio production, whatever you want to call it, is growing really, really quickly. And a few people along the way have really kind of broken things open. Uh, should I keep going? I've got a couple more examples for you, but. Oh, yeah. I'm actually just going to interject real quick that I think one really cool thing that now that we have all these role models is um, a friend of mine, uh, Darcy Javens. She actually has a podcast where she features songs that have been produced and engineered by women. It's yep. called the Female Mixing Engineer Podcast. And I think Correct. it's so cool. Like it's, it's the only thing I know that's like that. And so if you guys do do your own production, um, you know, even any part of it, she totally wants to play your music. So you can go find the female mixing engineering podcast and just contact her and let her know that I sent you. But yeah, let, let us know some more examples that that we might recognize that. Well, let me let me just make a quick comment on, on Darcy's podcast. One of the things I love about it is she takes four examples of real world uh, recordings done by women. So she's not just talking theory or or anything like that. She's actually using real world uh, actual women who are doing the recording and engineering and interviews them and talks about the process. And yeah, you, so get to, really you get to like listen that. to it. And actually, mine is going to be I have a Christmas song that's going to be featured in a little bit. And, you know, she's cool. the questions and it's cool. You know, she asked some really, really interesting questions. And I love that she actually features the song so you can listen and hear and kind of get the context. More role models. Yes. Well, uh, I think last time we got together back in July, we talked about the Paula Cole phenomenon when she ended up being nominated for producer of the year uh, mm -hmm. in the Grammys, uh, when she came out with her 100% self-produced uh, album. She became uh, she actually got the Grammy for uh, Best New Artist that year. But now there's a whole new generation of women who are really making a mark in the engineering field. And one of them is Laura Sisk, uh, who basically pretty much everything she touches is a hit. Um, wow. Laura, if you go to laurasisk.com, S-I-S-K, uh, you can find out about her. But, you know, little things like uh, 1989, the record by uh, Taylor Swift oh, a couple years ago. things like that. Kind of done okay. <laughs> or, you know, melodrama <laughs> by this uh, this lady called Lord, who people may be familiar with. Uh, and, you know, the bleachers and just all sorts of people. St. Vincent, she's worked with a lot of really, really huge artists right now. And she's in the engineering chair. And part of the reason she's getting hired to do this stuff, which is where uh, her gender is really a, uh, a super plus, 
is that she has a set of ears that don't work like anybody else's. And she hears things and perceives things in a different way. And so as she's listening to the music and she's getting back the, the, the auditory feedback from what she's doing, um, she's able to apply and do things to the music differently than a male engineer would. Uh, and there's also some some cultural stuff going on there where she just has a vibe and a, a certain personality that works really, really well uh, in dealing with the artist side of things and, and the other personnel involved in the project. But she has made a huge, huge impact. Mm-hmm. And she's following on the, 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 you know, following in the footsteps of people like Prince's main engineer was a woman uh, for decades. And, you know, all those great, amazing things that Prince did. Uh, you know, he always uh, used a lot of women in all of his production aspects of everything yeah, he, he did. ever did, film and, and stage stuff and recording and everything else. But his engineer was a woman. And that's a lot of why he sounded the way he did. So I'm really encouraged. Uh, there, there are lots of organizations now. Uh, soundgirls.org is one that mm-hmm. has literally chapters all over the planet. Uh, they're doing stuff year-round and everywhere from Amsterdam to Africa to South America to here in the U.S. and things like that. So they're, they're really getting big. Um, and there's just so many more opportunities for women who have been involved in the field all these years to now connect with women who are new to the field uh, and bring in a whole different dynamic to the process. Mm, very cool. Very cool. And, and so first I wanted to just say hi to Molly and Ingrid and anybody else that's joined us. Um, if you have any specific questions for FET about producing and specifically, or even just, you know, being in the studio and um, anything about, you know, what advantages we have as a woman in the studio, just throw it in there and I will ask him. Um, but I did want to ask one thing of you, Fett, and like, I hope this doesn't make you a little uncomfortable, but it's something that came up. It's in pretty our... hard to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Let, let's give it a That's shot. That's why I like you. Okay. <laughs> so in my group, so I have a free group of female artists and there was a big discussion in there about, you know, specifically um, things like you do, which is your empowering women in audio um, conference that you do. And they were talking about like, you know, if it's something that's specifically to help women, shouldn't the teacher be a woman? Yeah. So, and I'm sure you get this question all the time. Yes, I call this the elephant in the room. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I host uh, me the guy, right? I host this thing called Empowering Women in Audio, uh, yeah. which kind of you know confuses people. But for about the first five minutes, um, <laughs> what's interesting to me is the way that I put together the Empowering Women in Audio clinics is no men students are allowed. So the people who are actually doing the work and calling the shots during a four-day process of the entire production process from start to finish are women. And that's a very, very different situation than a woman being in the studio as a session player or as the artist or, or maybe as a second engineer or something like that and having a guy call all the shots. So I start out, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for 35 years as I've been doing all this stuff. And I start out in sort of a a, a teacher role, but very, very quickly, I switched to a facilitator role. And it's very fascinating to me to watch um, the process of the, uh, what I call the female energy in the room kind of take over the entire four days. And the further we get in the four days, the more I kind of step back and play a facilitator role. Uh, so while it's, uh, while I'm happen to be a male who's involved in a, in a female oriented uh, process, 
Uh, I'm not the one leading the process in the sense that, oh, come to me, girls. I'll explain how all this tech stuff works or anything like that. It's much more, I know you can do this. Many of you actually in the clinic know this stuff already. Let's all get together and have you do the work. The other thing that's really, really important, and I stress this, uh, I, I talked about this a lot in my class at Taxi. Uh, I talk about this in the Empowering Women in Audio Clinics, is the whole idea behind this movement that's happening now with women in audio is not to have a woman's camp of audio and a men's camp of audio. The, the real magic happens when we both combine our strengths, uh, combine our differences, and it's one of those whole being greater than some of the parts thing. So if I'm involved uh, as a male with a bunch of females in the studio environment, what we're trying to get to is that intersection point where there are things that I cannot bring to the process as a man that I know women can. Some of them are just plain physiological to do with hearing and that kind of thing. Mm. But I, I want to draw that stuff out of them and hopefully they'll draw the best qualities, qualities out of me. The other thing that, that relates to that is if you're going to be a woman working in the audio field, you're going to have to work with men. Uh, you know, just the, the numbers on the, the population of the planet, but particularly in the music field, uh, if you want to be a producer and engineer and work with different acts and other engineers and that kind of thing, you're going to have to work. Uh, you can't work in a vacuum, I guess is what I'm saying. And so uh, one of the things that's great about uh, Nashville, for example, is we have a lot of male and female session players. So when you're in one of my clinics here in Nashville, some of the session musicians are men and some of them are women, but they're equal components in the puzzle at that point. Uh, so I don't see it nearly as as a, a strange dichotomy or a strange contradiction. Uh, I'm trying to embody exactly the thing that I'm I'm trying to convey to people through this movement, and that is when we uh, are allowed to let our strengths shine through and work together. That's when the magic happens. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I want to say hi to a couple of people that just joined, um, especially hey to you, Jennifer. If any of you guys have any questions, we're going to be on for about another five minutes. If you have any questions for Fett, he's such a knowledgeable uh, producer and engineer. And of course, he loves to help female artists feel comfortable in the studio. So what I love about what you were saying, Fett, is that it's true that we do have to work with men and, you know, we need to be okay with that. Like, I'm not going to go in the studio and say, I only will work with women, like every single person, you know, obviously that, but I do think for me and my, I think back on my studio experience, I do get intimidated when there are a lot of men. And I, I know in my studio experience, like my entire band was male and this was, you know, I could have done something about this, but this was a while ago. And I think there was just fewer people that I could find in my area that were female. But, you know, the engineer, the arranger, all the band, they were all male and it was me. Right. So it did feel like a little ganged up on sometimes when I had an opinion and I felt like for whatever reason, you know, I was being discriminated against because I was the only woman. Um, and I also think when I'm in learning mode, I need a safe place to not feel intimidated and feel Absolutely. like I can make a mistake and I can ask a stupid question. And that's what I love about what you are doing with your empowering women in audio clinic is that you only have at most, is it at most 10 women at a time? Right. Uh, we've got a clinic coming up in January uh, and uh, we already have five of the 10 slots filled mm -hmm. and we'd like to keep the group small. 
so that everybody can get equal attention and actually address the questions that come up in detail and what have you. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what you were mentioning a moment ago uh, about the, the feeling intimidated and, and ganged up on. Uh, that is not a, a personality problem with you. That is a legitimate <laughs> perception, and it does happen. One of the things that was really interesting to me in the taxi class was how many men showed up this year. It was about a 75 to 12, maybe a 60-40 ratio mm. of men to mm. women in the class. And one of the important uh, key things that, that we talked about was what men have to do differently. Uh, and so somebody asked me a really pointed question, and uh, I was lucky enough to come up with an answer. They said, what is the number one skill that a woman has to have in the studio? And I thought through it for a couple of minutes, and I said, you know what? It's to speak up. And if you're not heard, to speak up again. And then I said, but the most important skill of men in the studio is to ask this question. What do you think? Because that's usually what happens is the women are kind of pushed aside and, you know, the, the men kind of get in their guy mode and the women aren't uh, allowed to present what might be the best idea at the time and something that would get completely lost otherwise in the production. So one of the things we focus on a lot in the empowering women in audio clinics is I, I say this a lot, stand in your power, uh, you know, and, and actually step forward into the role that you've got. And that's something where both both genders are learning how to work that dynamic better, but it's really, really improving. Uh, the more and more women, I, I work with lots and lots of women as recording clients, as, uh, as coaches, as students, what have you. And the, that personality trait of the women I work with now is much, much more prevalent than it was even a couple of years ago. It's definitely the, the bell has been rung and people are definitely mm. getting the message. And men have a role to play there, too. They, they've got to they got to step back, put their ego aside and ask women what they think. And a lot of times they're going to have to realize, you know what, the woman has a much better idea here than I do. Yeah, I think I think we tend to have a hard time worrying that we're, we're going to seem bitchy. You know what I mean? Like uh, we've kind of gotten this bad rap of like, well, any woman, because you have sometimes you have to be so forceful to be heard. Yep. that, you know, then we come across being that way. So do you have any recommendations on like the way we can approach it? Like if we feel like our opinion is not being heard, you know, what is the right way to like, okay, uh, say it? <laughs> if you're working with men who are worth their salt, uh, you don't have to worry about any of that. You can say, hey, I have an idea or what if we, you know, fill in the blank. And if you're not heard, say, uh, I, I want to say that again. This is the idea I had. Very straightforward. And again, any man who's worth his salt will actually listen and work with you on it. Uh, the worst case scenario is, uh, <laughs> and I, I mean this somewhat comically, but it's the truth. Make it think, make them think it's their idea. Oh, <laughs> so so here's a little technique you can use. You know, some uh, alpha male guy is over in the corner. It's usually the lead guitarist. Oh, did I say that? But you know, somebody <laughs> is 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 kind of ramming their idea down everybody's throat, and and you as a woman can step forward and go, you know, Mike, that was a really cool thing you mentioned there about the so and so. So if we took your so-and-so idea and did such and such with it, what would you think of that? And suddenly Mike's brain is turning in a completely different way, like, oh, cool. Somebody recognized my great idea, you know. And what you're actually doing is uh, working with their personalities to, to bring them around and think it's their idea. That's the worst case scenario. But I've seen it work. I know it works. Oh, no, so that's that, that really, would be really my other suggestion. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. So for the um, clueless dudes who aren't paying attention, that usually works pretty well. 
That is so great. I love that. Well, um, we're, we're running out of time a little bit. So I do want to have you just explain a little bit about what your um, empowering women in audio clinic is exactly when it is, how they sure. can get involved and the little, you know, special cool thing that you've done for our community. Oh, we do have the Bree special, of course. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the next clinic is taking place. It's four days, uh, January 25th through 28th, uh, 2018, which is right around the corner, surprisingly. It is. Um, <laughs> But what we do is we spend four days uh, in the studio right here in the Azalea Studios in Nashville. Uh, and we, we take a song, a production from uh, inception to completion, literally like the final CD master. And in there, we talk about uh, audio, uh, sonic stuff, uh, sound treatment, mic placement, uh, a lot of discussion about uh, topics uh, like uh, mic characteristics and compression and EQ and all that stuff. So on day one, we go into a lot of that stuff. We, we set up uh, a, for a full band recording. Day two, we actually do the recording with a group of uh, Nashville session musicians, and we've got a fantastic bunch of folks with the Brecking crew this time. Day three, we mix the song and all things related to that, doing some editing and some other stuff. And day four, we master and wrap up. So it is an immersion in the uh, the studio production process in all of its aspects in four days. And we have guest speakers, uh, women engineers and producers from all over the country, uh, some of them here in, in person, some of them uh, over Skype. Uh, so uh, the attendees get to hear women who do this for a living uh, with with other artisans and that kind of thing. Some of them who've got big hit records themselves uh, and because uh, your community has been so good to us and we have such a great relationship, uh, we're knocking 500 bucks off the price for, uh, for Breeze Peeps. Uh, so if you go to www.empoweringwomeninaudio.com, just like it sounds, empoweringwomeninaudio.com, no dashes, no spaces, nothing like that. And at the bottom is a sign-up link. There's plenty of information on the page about how it works and all that kind of thing. Uh, and if you enter the, the code BREEZY997, uh, BREEZY spelled out in all caps, 997, uh, and you you click apply on the little promo code uh, field, suddenly the price will go down by 500 bucks. Uh, but that's only that. good until December 1st. So yeah, for the next so couple gotta, of weeks. You got to make a decision, look at your calendar, decide if this is right for you. And that's BREEZY, B-R-E-E-Z-Y 997. And I'll put that up in this uh in this post when I'm done. Um, so I have to say, Fat, did you know that Breezy was my like nickname when I was a kid, when you created No that? idea. I, I thought it was so. actually being clever when I came up yeah, with that. Oh, and darn. Somebody yesterday sent me a, um, a Facebook message as you typed my name, but it like auto-corrected to Breezy. And she's like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. I wrote, you know, I'm like, no, no, that's my actual nickname when I was a kid. My grandma called me that. So. All right. So since that wasn't my brilliant brainstorm, I'm going to have to come with some uh, wordplay on Noble for the next. Uh, no, next round, I, sh so. I should have made you think it was your idea. Oh, yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, Fett, that was really clever. <laughs> so I can puff myself up and, right. and, and feel good. Right. Well, uh, let me ask funny. you one more question about this. Like what, who are the best fit for this? I mean, I think it's obvious that if somebody wants to become an engineer or a producer, this is perfect for them. But what other kinds of people are great for this? If you're just a recording artist or you're going to be recording from home or, you know, if you're about to do like a really big recording session, like who is this good for? Uh, the bulk of our students are uh, self-recording artists. 
Okay. Uh, some of them actually own studios and, and do other projects with other people and what have you, but most of them are self-recording artists. And by artists, I also mean things like film and TV composers. Yeah, I think a lot of them. I mean, I know Michelle Lockie and a lot of her students um, come to your class and you yep. know they are putting their stuff up for licensing and need to make sure that it's well produced from home. Right. So the, these are, are self, self-recording creators, maybe is a, a better term, whether they're songwriters or artists uh, or, you know, under their, their artist name releasing albums uh, or film and TV composers. Uh, but the only requirement, uh, the prerequisite is to have uh, some recording experience in your own studio. Um, so if you are starting completely from scratch, you could, you'll definitely get a lot out of it. But if you haven't actually done some recording, even basic stuff, you've put a couple of tracks and a guitar vocal together in GarageBand, that's fine. Because one of the great things about the dynamic of the clinic is we have all ranges of experience and the people with more experience or who've done more different things with it will automatically help the people who are a little more new to the process. And by the time we get to the end of the four days, uh, the, the level knowledge is much more spread out than maybe on the first day. So if you have any recording studio experience at all, like you've pushed the record button on something, uh, you're a candidate uh, for the clinic. And if you if you want to record yourself uh, at a minimum and then possibly other people, uh, that's what it's designed for. Yeah, seriously, like so many of us have home recording studios because it's it's, you know, the barrier to entry is so low now because of the prices are so low. Oh, yeah. And so you can think about this as like, yeah, I record myself, but you could actually start getting paid to record other people in your home studio. I've recorded plenty of songs in other people's home studios before, before I had my own. So, you know, Hey, it could be another income stream. Well, here's a little, a little inside secret. Uh, you, we were talking about the, the preference of working with women or men and the necessity to work with together and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, you can live in just about anywhere and around you will be a community of women songwriters, women composers, women artists, whatever. And they would prefer to work with a woman mm -hmm. in the studio if they could find one. So uh, and the further out from the big cities you get, the more of an advantage this is. If you can become the woman with the studio and it doesn't have to have tons of gear and be fancy or anything like that, it has to sound good. You've got a built in client base that is desperately looking for your services. So I encourage this is one of the reasons I call it women in audio. I like to encourage women who do recording, even of their own stuff, to always consider recording other people. And that you learn a whole different way from that, too. Uh, but there's a gigantic market out there uh, just just waiting for women engineers and producers to step forward and put their shingle out and say, I do this for other women. It's so true. And you can even, you know, from afar, you can even do mixing and mastering for other people and you don't even have to be local. So there's so uh, much you can do. Yeah, most of my business, uh, I live in Nashville, so I have access to all the resources, the players and everything else. And 95% of my clients are outside of Nashville <laughs> and about 30% of them are outside the country. Wow. I had yeah. a number one record in Australia two years ago. Never met the artist. Oh, my gosh. That's how it's done nowadays. It's true. So, so as a woman engineer and producer, you can work with women all over the world. So in, in a lot of countries, the percentage of women involved in audio is much, much lower than it is here. And so you've got an even bigger potential market in those countries for women who are looking to work with women in the studio. Mm, such a good point. It's one of the All reasons right. that soundgirls.org is so huge. Oh, yeah, it is. Got, I've been seeing them everywhere. everywhere. 
Yeah. I've been seeing them everywhere lately. Well, it has been so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of this info, all your insights, um, all those little tips on how to work in the studio. Boy, I wish I had those back when I was doing my recording with all the men. But um, thank you so much, Fett. And I always appreciate you coming on here and talking about you know what you've got going on and offering what you have for female artists. So any of you women, if you like to go to Fett's empowering women in audio clinic in January. Be sure and jump on this right away because number one, the spots are going to fill up. There's only, there's 10 spots. There's only five left already. And they just actually opened it to like the public. They had people on a waiting list. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, so there's five spots left. Plus you can get this 500 bucks off with it, which is just amazing for, you know, hanging out with me. So breezy nine, nine, seven, I'll put that into the post here go to empoweringwomeninaudio.com. Thank you again, Fett. And um, we will see all of you guys later on Indie Interactive. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.